0: Hey there! Welcome to Pickled Parables. This podcast is presented by Parable Ministries as a Bible teaching resource. Thank you for joining us. Pickled Parables is a podcast about taking in and living out the Bible. Here we will study, contemplate, and testify to the Bible's incredible teachings and how it leads us to live better lives. To stay up to date with all things parable, follow us on Instagram at parable underscore ministries and visit our website at parableministries.com. We hope today's message finds you well. A child's imagination is one of the most exciting places a kid will ever be. There is a degree of belief that can only come from a child. That's why people refer to this kind of belief as a childlike faith. Personally, my childhood was full of wonderful adventures. I didn't Travel the world or, or have memorable experiences like you know like a, a young Indiana Jones. Now you see my adventures originated from my imagination. I would get lost in my adventures. I would often run by someone in at church yelling about some make believe catastrophe that I was going to be late for, and my mom would usually just roll her eyes and acknowledge, yeah, yeah, that's that's mine, that's my kid. <laughs> But my imagination wrinkled when I was first introduced to God. I was left with a serious case of curiosity. Like, for instance, I, I was not able to see God. And this left me to ask, what, exactly, how big is he?" You see, I, I thought that he might be like uh, like Jiminy cricket for Pinocchio, you know, somebody really small, but just always around ever present. I remember asking my older brother this question, but his response baffled me. He told me that God was really big and that I wasn't able to see him because he was invisible. Admittedly, that that scared me a little bit. <laughs> but but to help me understand, I, I I tried to think of a comparison. So I asked him, "Is Is God as big as the house? Oh, yeah. Way bigger than the house. Whoa. Okay, well, is he taller than that tree? We had a really big tree in our yard. Oh, yeah, he's way bigger than that tree. And I remember thinking, wow! How big is this guy? I became fearful. This guy's huge. And apparently, he's... Invisible? What if, what if he accidentally steps on me? <laughs> that was my thinking. About a score of years later, and my mind is still unable to wrap around, to understand the immensity of God. I know that I'm not the only person who, who's been confounded by the reach of God's presence. If you look into the Psalms, you'll see that King David was trying to wrap his mind around this as well. He said, where shall I go from your spirit? Or Where shall I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand will lead me. It's hard for us to imagine a person who is so big, he can be everywhere at one time. A fairly common perception that people have of God is that they imagine his enormous size and feel like he's really far away, like standing at the foot of a giant. When you look up to see his face, it's, it's up past the clouds. His mouth, his eyes, his ears, everything necessary for conversation is just too far away. So while you may see evidence of him, he's he's too far away to interact with. A lot of people conclude that even if God is present, he's too lofty to be interested in our business. Some people came to a similar conclusion during Jesus' ministry. Jesus was well known as a teacher, and he had a great following of people. However, when children tried to come up to him, his disciples rebuked them chased them away. Jesus was too important, too high of a, of a public figure to deal with children, they thought. But Jesus told them, let the little children come to me. And do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven, it belongs to those like these children. Jesus went on to say, I I tell you the truth. Anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Let there be no hindrance. How does a person, let alone a child, approach god let me share with you a little story from a book called the god chasers that's an interesting phrase isn't it catching god really it's a it's an impossible phrase we can no more catch him than the east can catch the west they're too far removed from each other it's like playing chase with my daughter Often as she arrives home from a day of school, we play this little game countless fathers play with their children all around the world. When she comes and tries to catch me, even with my hulking frame, I I really don't have to run. I just artfully dodge this way and that way. And she can't even touch me because a six-year-old can't catch an adult. But that's really not the purpose of the game, is it? Because a few minutes into it, She'll stop and look at me, and laughingly she'll say, Oh, Papa. And it's at that moment that she captures my heart, if not my very presence. And then I I turn, and she's no longer chasing after me because I'm chasing after her. And I, I catch her. And we tumble in the grass with hugs and kisses. How does a person approach God? As his child. Jesus explained I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, he will be with you forever. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. This advocate is God's Holy Spirit. In the book of Romans, we're told, all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters by whom we cry, Abba, Papa, Father. The Spirit himself, our advocate, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Through Jesus, we approach God like a child approaching her Papa. (laughs) A child's imagination. It's one of the most exciting places a kid can be. Thank you for joining us today I hope that this reminder was encouraging for you It was really fun for me to rediscover this little gem I want to take a moment here To continue on a little bit And reach out to those Who may find this kind of message confusing In a moment here, our theme music will stop And I will address Those who may have difficulty with this concept of a loving father. Please continue listening if this is something you'd like to hear. One of the hardest realities that I discovered early on in my life was that there are many people who have uh, an uncomfortably difficult time thinking through what it would be like to have a good father. Initially, I was shocked when I found this out because I I have very loving and supporting parents. But I am very aware that this is not the norm for many. I mentioned this at the end of uh, last week's episode, but it was such a brief moment, I I wanted to address it again. If you just have the, the hardest time thinking of God as a father... Because the only father that you have experienced has traumatized the idea of a loving relationship. Let me reach out to you and say, I I, I am so sorry that happened to you. The hurt that you must carry is is, is something I wouldn't wish on anyone. I acknowledge that not only does this hurt way like a burden but but it also hinders the love that you are willing to receive this really grieves my heart with this kind of experience it can it can be really confusing to to hear about a god like like a like a loving father when that idea could be a, a completely foreign concept I've Met women who have confessed to me a a genuine hatred towards men because of how their fathers treated them I've met men who who struggle with fatherhood because they're in uncharted territory and then they're terrified about becoming like their own abusive fathers, approaching God with this reality, you come with hurt and baggage, unsure of how or maybe even unwilling to receive his love. I've heard of attempts where people call God mother in an effort to associate God with something other than their expectation of a failed father. This is very real, and I want to acknowledge it. I I, I want to acknowledge you. I am so sorry. Michael Turtelot shared a lesson last week about his children, and it was so precious to hear him talk about his little girls. As I understand it, being a father is such a responsibility, such a, a high calling, because it's a it's a mimicking well no, that's not the right word, a representation of God's fatherly care for us. Please do not turn off this episode thinking. This message is is only for those who have healthy relationships with their fathers. This is for you too. I'm not offering a, a, this is how you fix it solution. I'm offering you a meditative thought. You can be loved. You can receive love. Not, Not tough love. You can be treasured. And adored. Please do, do not let the failure of your fathers keep you from the love of your God. Meditate, meditate on that thought.